I'm Natalie Siston. And I'm Joy Schwartz. We are The The Collective Collective Voice. We are two college friends who will talk about issues that impact professionals at work and in life. This is Natalie to introduce Joy's next interview for The Collective Voice. In this episode, you get to hear from not one, but two of Joy's favorite people in the greater Dallas area. You will hear from both Jasmine Brand and Jenny Fair. They have a great episode to talk about an upcoming event they are hosting in Dallas, as well as a bit more about their backgrounds and specialties. It is a fun and free-flowing episode, and as the self-taught sound engineer for The Collective Voice, the only thing I wasn't able to control for in this episode is the volume of laughter. So enjoy their laughter and enjoy the episode. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 15 of The Collective Voice. I'm Joy Schwartz, and I'm joined by two of my most favorite people, Jasmine Brand, a marketing and branding expert with Darby James, one of among many roles that Jasmine plays, and Jenny Baer, co-founder of Living Well Dallas, an integrative and functional wellness practice in Dallas. Jenny also wears many hats, life and marriage coach, health educator, functional wellness consultant, and the one I want to focus on here, which is certified aromatherapist integrating essential oils into her coaching practice. I've asked both Jasmine and Jenny to be part of today's show to discuss their roles in and promote My Forward Life's Clarity event, a movement and an innovative networking event to connect fun and fearless Texas women May 19th to 20th. Jenny Bear is going to join us for the first part of our podcast episode to tell us about herself and give us a sneak preview of the session we're offering at My Forward Life Clarity event on May 19th and 20th. I encourage you to listen to episode 11 of our podcast, which was when we introduced Jenny's co-pilot and co-founder at Living Well, Betty Murray. And in the second half of this episode, number 15, we'll get to know more about Jasmine and her awesome work in the Dallas area. So let's get started by talking about this amazing event and give our listeners a little bit of a preview, and we'll come back later in the episode to talk about how I got connected to these amazing women. So Jasmine and I have a really good story that you don't want to miss. Yes, and I now have your bribe for you. Uh-oh, I don't even want to know what that is. <laughs> that's sounds... your most favorite. That's great. I didn't know I was part of your most favorite list. I know. I'd that's like great. to be a part of that list. It feels very Here's special. your money. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah, you guys have the most the, the, this, the amazing energy. And when I think about when I want to engage in collaborative work, like you were two of the people that immediately come to mind. Now, is Jeannie also a Scorpio, too? Because this can be a trifecta. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm an Aries. I just had my birthday. Oh, fine. Okay, that's why we'll get along. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I was going to save it for later in the episode, but should I just jump right in and tell them how we met? Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay, because now we've just about spoiled the secret sauce anyway. (laughs) So this was, what, like 2010 or something, I think. So Jasmine Jasmine was speaking on a panel of entrepreneurs at SMU, Southern Methodist University here in Dallas, where I was working at the time. And I was just either, I was inspired and I was energized by what she had to share, what she had to say. And then after the event, I walked right up to her and I said, I think you and I are supposed to get to know each other better. And without skipping a beat, she said, you must be a Scorpio. And, <laughs> yeah. and I affirmed that I was and the rest is history yep. and we became fast friends. Yes. She's also, we also have Ohio in common too, because oh, I grew yeah. up in Ohio. Briefly, then moved here, moved back here. So. That's right. So we have yeah. the Cincinnati connection. That's right. We both have really interesting moms. I was trying to figure out a politically correct way to describe <laughs> her because I had a different word in my head. 
Well, but I forgot your mom and mine might hear this. Yes, that's so true. And they might meet soon, so we have to... Interesting moms, yes. Yes, we have interesting moms for sure. Yes. So, <laughs> and Jenny... It, my actually, mom's a Scorpio. Oh. Is she? Oh, my God. That must be the connection. It's got to be. I knew it when I felt... I can feel it sometimes. That's <laughs> weird, but I can always feel my, my sisters, so... I love it. I love it. Okay, so, Jasmine, we've... You and I have been really excited and energized yes. about this upcoming event we have, and we're pulling Jenny in as a part of it. So excited. But I would love for you to just t- share a little bit more about My Forward Life, and yeah. then we'll get into this specific event, the Clarity event coming up. Yeah, definitely. So I started My Forward Life uh, about five years ago because as a busy entrepreneur, I was just having a hard time meeting other women. And I had a hard time. I was meeting women. They were either women that drank too much, and I have to get up at 4 or 5. Or I was meeting women, like, if I had one cocktail, they gave me that weird kind of judgmental stare. So I was like, there has to be a woman out there that likes to have a cocktail, but is super ambitious, too. And that's kind of how My Fort Life started. So we did one event, and every other quarter we had another event. It's just kind of grown over the last four to five years. So, And it's networking, but we really try to have interesting, unique event experiences. So not just cocktails and cupcakes or something kind of frivolous, but really kind of share ideas. And our earlier kind of mantra was new places, new faces, new ideas. So every event, that's kind of how I stuck to putting my branding hat on. That's how I stuck to kind of our our principles was, is it new place each time, which is very stressful. New faces, are we inviting like different types of women there? And then new ideas. And that usually comes from the speakers. And so that's kind of how my Fort Life got started and we realized the last two years, we're going to say we, meaning me, my mom, and one intern. Because <laughs> of course I brought my it mom sounds like a start to a bad joke. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we decided, or kind of actually, we, we just started thinking about, like, for as far as Texas women, there's so many transplants here. Mm-hmm. And the face of Texas women has changed. And so we thought, are there any organizations or groups that really hyper-focus on Texas women? There's not really any. And if they mm-hmm. are, it's kind of outdated, not really digitally savvy. So tech forward, which mm-hmm. my fort life is. And so that's why about two years ago, I decided to have a very Texas focus. So, I mean, and it's transplants too. So you don't have to be born in Texas. But I think once you're in Texas, mm-hmm. you start eating chips and salsa, you're officially in yeah. Texas. That is so <laughs> Texas true. Girl, so. so funny. Yeah, remind me off to come back to my queso story. It was <laughs> like, like that paste salsa commercial where they say, yeah, where I was like the odd man out. Just cheesed it when I was. Yeah, promptly no, corrected. Never. No. Oh, yeah. no. It was oh, like it, that was like erased from my lexicon like immediately <laughs> after I moved here. Yeah. But um, so there's two components of my forward life or two types of events. Yeah. So tell us about the two different events. Like the fall one and oh, the, yeah, the definitely. spring one. So before, we were doing events every quarter. And as I told you, that's new places, new faces, new ideas. So like every three months to have mm-hmm. a new idea was starting to get very stressful because these women were starting to expect a whole lot. Like mm-hmm. I started like looking for abandoned buildings. I'm just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally, like, let's just, you know, I have a full-time job. So it's like, let's just do a spring and a summer. And so a spring and a fall. And spring, the spring events clarity. And what we wanted it to be is a career-focused event, but something that would be a little bit more fun. And then fall was the GLOW Summit, and that's all focused on creativity. How do you actually get yourself excited about your purpose and what you're doing? So we, the last GLOW Summit, we had it at a children's museum, and we were painting and, and doing all kind of fun stuff, slides, yeah. And so Clarity technically is about focusing about your career, but, you know, sometimes thinking about our purpose, we have to kind of dig deeper. You know, a lot of times our, our purpose is tied to so many other emotional mm-hmm. things and so even with me starting a business it's tied to yes I like to be successful and be financially um, you know to take care of myself but me having a business is tied to 
my family and my dad's story. And so that's kind of what clarity is. When you have clarity, you can find purpose. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the goal for the event in the springtime. That's pretty awesome. So should I share a little bit about the event, this spring's clarity event that we're super excited about, right? So I think we have, what would we say, three main components, or we've arranged the the two days, which includes an evening, Mm -hmm. um, optional evening at a hotel with some other fun elements to it, and then the following day, a full day, um, and and pretty action-packed agenda that's organized into three different sections. So the first part is clarity through self-care, which Jenny is playing a big part in, so we'll come back to that in a minute. And then the second portion is around clarity through action and communication, so you know, taking action on, on what you want to do in your own career path, and then how do you effectively communicate that and understand how the messages you're communicating are being received by others. And then the third piece is um, clarity through vision. And so we have a number of exercises and tools and um, activities that we're actually trying to put these women through so that they can gain that clarity and actually follow on through to their vision. Yeah, and I think it's really important, too, that there's so many different women. The reason why I kind of clarity, a lot of the ideas for the events have come from my own personal kind of observations, but also just the women themselves. You know, I've had one event where I had an attorney. She's super successful, skinny and pretty and funny and perfect, <laughs> as you would think. And I never forget the last clarity event. She um, came up to me after the event and just started bawling. And she's like, I hate my job. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And she was literally mm-hmm. said hungry because she didn't eat anything the whole time as I'm eating like, <laughs> everything there in front of her she goes I just feel like I'm not doing what I should be doing and that's what I started thinking about like if you really don't have your purpose and also mm-hmm. to just wellness in general if that's not connected if it's not kind of balanced then you're not going to really know you know what you should be doing for work and also too you miss these cues as far as career like am I happy in my job um, do I like what I'm doing but if you're tired exhausted and don't really know your purpose then how would you know that you're even in the right lane and so Clarity is really just about having conversations. What I'm excited about this year is that it's the first kind of retreat style that we've done. Mm-hmm. And that comes from actually the Glow Summit. We had so many women have so much fun. We were painting and going down slides and dancing, and they had to go back to their real lives. And they said, you should do something where we don't have to go home. And I was like, that sounds really weird, but <laughs> I got like it. like a slumber party. Yeah, exactly. I was like, how <laughs> fun would it be to do yeah, a slumber Women love party. slumber parties Me and too. retreats. And I've not been to a slumber party in forever. <laughs> and I used to mm-hmm. love slumber parties. And so I thought, how cool would it be? And I remember telling you, Joy, about this mm-hmm. event. It was like, and we've never done anything in Plano area either. Yeah. This, I'm a 75201 girl. I'm very kind of stuck in the downtown, <laughs> uptown area. And so I'm excited that we're actually branching out to to the north side. Yeah. You're <laughs> in my old hood. So there's a beautiful lake. You can walk around. Yes. Be very so nice. Excited. It's the hotel yeah. right from, across from the lake. So yeah. excited. So we're hosting it at the Shops at Legacy mm-hmm. at the Marriott right there. Yes, so there's perfect. lots of restaurants and we're going to do yoga out there by the oh, pond, the lake, whatever. Oh, I didn't know it was going to be outside. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be right in, kind of right before you walk down the steps to the lake. It's going to be so oh, yeah, fun. Yeah, there's a great little area. Yeah, that little perfect. area. Yeah, so I think perfect. outdoor yoga will be a good selling point in itself. I think so, too. So how many ladies can sign up for this event? So for the day, the Saturday event, um, we are expecting about 50, but... Typically, my Fort Life events, we see up to 100. Mm-hmm. So because this is a different energy vibe and city, we may have that 50, but I think we're, we're playing for 50, but it could it could be more than that. Just based on our events, typically are about 100. 
And then Friday night, we kind of want that to be more intimate. I think we're estimating about 20 women. But, of course, if more women want to have a summer party, they are welcome, too. So the hotel is very excited about having My Fort Life there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure if we say we have more women, they'll be like, come on aboard. So, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Is there anything you want to share about the evening before? Or we're saving that for our marketing? You know, I think for that is just time away. I know for me, I just like to get in the hotel room and just sit on the bed. And watch some kind of horrible TV show. Stuff I don't ever get to do. Um, and so even Friday night, why I think it's so important is it's right after it's the weekend after Mother's Day, which I think is great. So if you are mm-hmm. a mom, it's time just to, to rest. But we're not going to plan too much Friday night because I think that's kind of the problem is my life is so planned. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a little bit of things. But it's really about us hanging, connecting with a group of women that maybe you don't know, having dinner um, at one of the restaurants and shops in Legacy. And then there's a Stone Cold Creamery, too, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you should do that before the yoga. <laughs> Well, the yoga instructor, she's not going to be there Friday night, so she won't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just us hanging out and, and go back to the hotel and talk and do things that you just normally don't get to do for a long time. And then and not, and I'm actually wondering if we should hide our cell phones. That might be something for us to, to talk That's about. Oh, wow. Because okay. I, 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 I were going to get real on that. I suggested it, but I didn't know if you were going to be I, Well, I talked to a couple of people, and they said, you need to hide your phone. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they okay. intervention already stepped in. They said, you should hide your phone, Jackie. So, oh, my gosh. I know. So, I don't know. So we're going to have some, build in some veg time and then build in some yes. like disconnect time. Well, I have two phones too. So I don't, I was like, do you need both phones? He said, yes. <laughs> so this isn't really about an intervention for you, yes. not necessarily the participants. Of course, yes. Okay, yes. fair enough. But it'd be fun. I think just connect, and then just connecting directly with people too. We're on our phones all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have your phone there, you have to actually talk and look at people. And we don't get to do that a lot either. So I think it'd be fun. To, and that's one of the things about my four life that I've enjoyed over the last four to five years is. I've met lots of new friends through it, but I've also met some women that I probably would have never connected with. And it's this thing where it's not this force, you have to join it. If you want to come to the events every other, this spring or fall, you can. Um, but it's about just connecting with a new group of women. And the most exciting part is when I see women that have met each other at the previous events and they're hanging out. That's probably that's like great. the little credits in the sky for me because it's like, oh, that's great. That's exactly what it was about. It was just this natural connection, so which is fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, how does somebody register for this event? Yes, yeah, so there actually can go to myfortlife.com and you can click on events, but there's actually a big, huge picture on the front page that they can actually sign up and get information about the event. Excellent. Cool. And it's May 19th and 20th right. at the Shops at Legacy, the Marriott. Yes. Um, and registration is open now? It is. And they can Hooray! choose to do both the Friday night and Saturday, or if they are just wanting to do the Saturday workshops, they can do that too. And if they have questions, there's a place to go to get more information? They can. They can go to myfortlife.com, or they can shoot us an email at info at myfortlife.com, or we're on all the social channels. So they can also shoot us a DM or a message on there. Excellent. That's awesome. Well, maybe that's a good segue into the role that Jenny will be playing at our particular event. So, Jenny, you want to tell us a little bit more about kind of what you do in the aromatherapy space and maybe a Mm -hmm. sneak preview of what you have in mind for the event? Yes, because I don't want to let it all out. No. <laughs> no. Is it a little bit of mystery? A little bit of mystery. A little bit of mystery. Jenny's wearing hot pink, just so you know. Y'all. Yeah, that's this right. This is not hey. just hot pink, though. This is like triple hot pink. Yeah. You should have seen what I was wearing earlier. <laughs> I know. It, it was mess- lime green and hot pink. <laughs> that would have been awesome, and a throwback to the 80s, which I would that's, have yeah. appreciated a whole lot. <laughs> 
That's actually what somebody said earlier to me today. But um, everything comes back, Jenny. That's right. And I've lived long enough to see it coming back. <laughs> that's the unfortunate part and fortunate part. Uh, so to tell you a little bit about why I got into aromatherapy, um, I actually had sort of a I had lots of health conditions. I'm just going to be honest. I had lots of health conditions. I lived in a lot of extraordinary pain for mm-hmm. years, probably 32 to be exact. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to take painkillers. Mm-hmm. And that was my only, it was getting to that point where that was my only option. Yeah. And so I thought, there's got to be something else. There's got to be something else. I want to do something more natural. I want my body to start healing. You know, I had already changed my diet. I had already, you know, added every supplement humanly possible that I could (laughs) for my conditions. You know, I thought, okay, I'm going to try this essential oil thing. And I actually have been using essential oils for about 20 years, but I wasn't necessarily using a therapeutic grade type Mm. oil. And that makes all Mm. the difference in the world. So a friend of mine introduced me to doTERRA, and I started using those oils, and I love them. And I started having – I used them for two reasons, pain reduction and mood enhancement. Because when you live in a lot of pain, physical pain, you live in a lot, there was a lot of depression. I mean, I'll just put it out there. And so mama needed to, I, you know, I run a seven-figure uh, business. Um, there was no time for me to have downtime. You know, I can right. count the two weeks, two and a half weeks that I was off total in the 15 years that I've been running this business. And um, so the oils helped me stay on track, stay focused, concentrate uplift my mood, help with pain. So that's kind of where I got, that's a little bit of background. Yes, it's, not like hippie, yeah, it's not like hippie, yeah, it's not hippie, it's not hippie, dippy, woo-woo. I mean, you know, people have been using oil since, I, I would say, the beginning of time. But the, the, the first vessel that we found in historical um, events is about 10,000 years ago. So we've been using oils for a long time. Think about it. Plants are our, they're our medicine. They're, you know, the well, barks, be. the leaves, yeah. the trees, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so anyway, that's how I got into it. And because I work with the mind, I work with people in what's going on in between the ear space, mm-hmm. in between their two ears, mm-hmm. um, that whole fun little space up there. Um, mood is a natural fit. Um, and oils became a natural fit. So I just sort of added it in with my coaching and organizing when I was doing professional organizing. Um, most of my clients, you know, had too much clutter, too much clutter in their minds, too much clutter in their space, too much clutter in their time. Mm-hmm. And so really the the key to what you guys were saying earlier, I believe, is self-care. I mean, if you want something to happen in your life, you have mm-hmm. to have vision for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you could have self-care and not have vision, but that's not as much fun. It, yeah. It's not as much fun and not as clear as somebody that has a great vision for their business world and their personal realm, and then how to put those pieces together. Because there's synergy in both parts, especially if you are a business owner Mm -hmm. or you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Those areas kind of all meld together, Mm -hmm. your spiritual life, your financial, your relationships. Um, So what I'm going to focus on is helping you with the blends and some ideas for oils that how to use them safely and effectively mm-hmm. so that you can create focus, you can create recall, you can get grounded. Because a lot of us are too attached to our phones, we were just talking oh, yeah. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too attached to our phones, too attached to our computers, too attached to everything, mm-hmm. sure. technology, and not enough time in our own downtime, in our own space, getting grounded, getting clear about what we want to do with our lives. So that's kind of what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to share some oil blends, share some oils, 
And I'm going to teach you some self-care tips of sort of how to look at the wheel of optimum well-being, which mm. is your life and Joy's wheel and your wheel and my wheel is going to look very different. Um, and so with the ladies that are there. So we'll look at that a little bit. And I don't think you guys are working on vision quite yet. So I'll sort of maybe plant the seed mm-hmm. about vision and clarity so that they there are some things that they can think about as they're moving into y'all's part of the day and getting clear about business. I don't know. That was a long-winded answer. Sorry. That was great. I love it. Yeah. Can you give the oils to other people who need mood changes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. You can definitely. The beautiful thing about oils is that for the most part, even if you're giving them, gifting them, sampling them to yes. people, almost everybody has a great experience with them. So they're like, thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so they they, they don't stuff. know that people. sometimes it's a hint. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I used to. I have a couple yeah. people, yeah. <laughs> well, I used to put that, um, that Aveda, like, stress relief lotion oh, on yeah. before I'd walk into meetings with obnoxious people yeah and it calms them down exactly yeah see the, the thing is you can be a human diffuser oh, <laughs> oh i like yeah. that terminology well, yeah. human diffuser. because you can put the oils on yourself and whatever you know you're trying mood you're trying to create the oils take effect into 20 minutes into every cell in your body and um wow. you can also radiate it so if you're interesting yeah so you've got a good theory there just yeah. become a human diffuser i love that i love it you don't even have to have one of the devices. No, just put it on yourself or wear one of those cute little necklaces. So, so you mentioned something earlier about the the type of oils that you use are mm-hmm. stronger. What's what's different about them versus some that I might just buy at Whole Foods or Natural Grocer? Okay. Good. It's not that the oils there are horrible or something like that, um, because those places typically make sure that there aren't lots of chemicals added. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I do know for sure I've visited the plant in Utah. It is clean, 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 clean. It has been checked no less than nine different times um, for chemicals and making sure that it's bioavailable, all the ingredients are there. Because you have to think about it. Most of the oils don't come from the United States. They're coming from all over the world. Mm -hmm. So they have to be stored temperature control oh, so preservatives and they, all that stuff is important too or, yeah or, or just avoiding, temperatures, preservatives, avoiding preservatives and chemicals so that it makes it from india or haiti or wherever it's coming from in the world over to us perfectly temperature controlled i mean that's a big operation yeah and um so there's no additives which i love because you know you and I are both gluten-free girls, yep, and we don't right. we don't want to add gluten or synthetic mm-hmm. chemicals because then that's just one more thing that your body, your liver, your kidney has to like process. try to process and, and break through. And I just want the plant. I want the power of the plants, you know, in my oils. Yeah, in a potent form. It sounds like in a potent form. That's so, awesome. like for example, in one little fifteen milliliter bottle of roses of rose oil, let's just say, which is one of the most expensive oils mm-hmm. there is. I don't own that oil. (laughs) It may take like 7,000 roses to get, you know, that bottle. So everything that you're putting in your body or on your body topically or internally is very, very potent. Um, Because it's not just like one little lemon. We're talking many lemons to get one drop. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we, uh, as we're looking at, for at least for our listening audience, mm-hmm. we're looking at these little like mm-hmm. samples of some of these oils, mm-hmm. and yes. now looking at them in a different light. <laughs> they may make their way into some swag bags. Yeah, um, yes. at event for sure. Yeah. So, um, 
we're about at the point where we're trans we're going to transition to the second part of our episode but i wanted to um, give the opportunity to jenny or to jasmine to share any other thoughts about jenny's role in our event or anything else you might want to share i was just going to say you know if if you have any ideas you feel free to put it on you know all of jasmine's uh, social medias or you know something that you want to learn about oils or the area of self-care you know i know that self-care is not seen as very sexy but self-care is health care and at the end of the day it all comes back to the power of you and you're the one that you know has the strongest hold on your health you have the strongest hold on your business vision you have the strongest hold on the vision you want to happen in your family you've got the strongest hold on the vision you have for yourself and how you remind yourself of that vision every day you know for me um, I'm single at this point, but I have, the reason I say that is because other people may not want hot pink post-it notes everywhere, but in my bedroom, <laughs> every day I wake up to my vision board. I wake up to my hot pink post-it notes of the goals that I'm trying to accomplish in my life. I mean, every day, if I forget, or I'm in a funky mood or whatever, I'm like, I got to slather on my oils. I got to look at my post-it note goals and I, and I've got a visual cue of how to keep going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I think a lot of people need is they need a little, they need hope and they need to be reminded, oh yeah, I'm going somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh, that's my goal right there. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun when you can go back and you can go, did it, done. you know, done, <laughs> check, yeah. check and check. Yeah. Remove that hot pink post-it mm-hmm. note. Can we get the, an IV of the oils? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm feeling like I'm going to need like a tub of oil. Yes, you are. <laughs> I pretty much carry an IV around yeah, in my I'm purse thinking, every day. She does. <laughs> Someone, who was here? I think I had another, oh, no, I had another um, podcast guest, and she was talking, she and Jenny introduced themselves, and she was telling Jenny about what was going on with her, and Jenny, like, pulled out her Mary Poppins bag of oil. And, oh, that's like, right. I forgot about that. Literally, like, yeah. helped, like, helped her in the moment. You're, like, the ER for oil. I <laughs> am. Oil. You just call me 911. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Well, um, Jenny, before we close, why don't you tell our listening audience where they can find you and learn more about your work? Sure. Uh, You can look me up at www.livingwelldallas.com and soon www.jennyjbair.com. And um, if you want to learn more about oils, that one is www.mydoterra.com forward slash be free, Jenny Bear. Awesome. We'll put it all in the show notes for sure. Okay. So, Jenny, thank you so much for being with us and for your energy. And um, we're excited to have you involved with our event. I'm totally stoked. Yay! I can't wait to meet all the women. Okay, everyone. I'm back for the latter part of episode 15 with Jasmine Brand. And this is just an opportunity for our listeners to get to know her a little bit better and selfishly for me to get to know even more about what's going on with you and your business and all the really cool work you're doing in Dallas. Thanks, Joy. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. You are always doing cool things. I was studying up a little bit more even on LinkedIn today, and I was like, this Momentum Conference that you planned? Yeah. And there's so there's elements of your work I'm not even familiar with. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd love for you to just kind of give us a, a bit of an overview, and then I'll pepper you with questions. Yeah. So um, I started my own company um, – by accident, actually, I can't believe it's been 10 years. And, uh, wow. I know. I'm only 31. Um, <laughs> You've aged uh, Plus well, a couple Jasmine. of years, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I started it because I was laid off, and I was just 
looking looking for work, and then I just started doing some stuff on the side, and then um, after about a year or two, I realized, okay, I'm still not finding you know job. I was in the insurance industry, which is very conservative, very mm-hmm. all white male dominated, and I was really young and had a really high profile job. It was laid off, so to, to get that at another company, it was really, really hard at the, at the time. So um, it was hard to find. I was making six figures, too, at this time, too. I was, like, 25. Wow. Yeah, 26, maybe. Um, so uh, and you had learned some things about yourself, too, that yes, kind of paved the way, right? It was. You know, a lot, my one of the biggest lessons my mom always told me is you have to go get donuts. And this is the reason why I started a business, because I never got donuts at the job. And what that means is you've got to kind of network and socialize with people. And I really was just there just to do work. But sometimes when you connect and you go go down to the off the break room and have donuts and coffee, you actually learn what's going on. Um, and that's what happens. A lot of people, you don't really get your, your pulse point on what's going on at your job. And you realize, oh, shoot, I didn't know I was going to get fired or laid off. But the writing was on the wall. And so the writing was on the wall for me, too. So, But I, I was just oblivious to it. So um, I started consulting. And then that just kind of grew over time. And I got a couple of big projects that kind of solidified, okay, this, this should be what I'm doing. Um, and so we do branding and marketing. And I say we, my office has fluctuated. There's At one time I had nine people. Oh, I don't wow. know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah, I had, wow. yeah, because I was doing some city projects. And I, at that point, I really needed some of those oils Jenny was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a creative. I'm not very good at operations. That was the biggest lesson, too. I'm not the best with finances or operations. So I could be making tons of money, but I, it's so stressful for me to even have to deal with paying bills and taxes and stuff. It's so annoying. It's like it's a buzzkill for the creative process. Sure. Oh, but no, you I have to do it. Yeah. So ideally, it would be great if I had a partner who was like into numbers and operation stuff and I could go do the fun creative stuff that would be if I was to redo it again start all over again I would probably get a partner who's good at that um but I start now work I have some interns I'm working with but I am looking to like hire and bring new people on as I get new projects but um consulting is kind of what I do but what Mm -hmm. I'd like to do is kind of be a a value add for companies and for people looking to kind of reinvigorate their brand or looking for you know more innovative solutions when it comes to digital media or marketing in general and so about a year ago, Brandpoint was chugging along and doing okay, but I was really kind of getting bored with what I was doing. And so I also felt like I was doing a little bit of everything. When I started, it's like whatever somebody wanted to pay me for, I did it. Sure. And so what that, that means That sounds is, about right. Yeah, and what happens is you don't really have a strategic kind of business anymore. You're just doing whatever. You don't have a core. Exactly, yeah. And so after about nine years, I was not liking some of the stuff because it was never what I wanted to do, like building websites, designing apps. I mean, that's okay. It is part of the marketing process, but I hate it. Like, that's the technical piece of it. I really wanted to help on the strategy and the creative piece. And so it just kind of, I kind of got off the path that I wanted to be on. And so I realized about a year ago that, I wanted Brandpoint to change. A, I needed to change so I didn't have my name in it. Um, <laughs> so I think also two clients, it was really hard for them to work with any other people on my staff because they just knew me as like the core of the business. And so, um, sure. but I also realized too, after doing this for so long, that marketing companies have evolved or they need to evolve where they are no longer just producing websites and apps, but they're now an actual personality. And so that's kind of what the idea of Darby James was. I wanted to create a company that felt like a person or kind of the vibe and energy you get as opposed to just a a company that offers A, B, C. And so that was the goal with Darby James is to create a feeling and also to to create content. So I wanted the marketing agency not to just be we're here to build sites but also I believe that agencies today have to produce content and so that's kind of what led me into evolving into Darby James was we wanted to also be a publisher too 
So I want to come back to the publisher piece, yeah. but before we lose the Darby James piece, what, yeah. what's the like the energy or the vibe with the name? Like, where did that come yeah. from? Yeah, so I have two answers for this because <laughs> the real answer I've told people, and I guess it wasn't sexy enough. <laughs> so you had to like embellish it. Well, now I have a sexier, like more marketing description of it. And, Let's okay, just go with that. One. Yeah, so that one is it's really the the feeling you get when you you explore a city for the first time. You know, now we, what I really want to focus on is city branding. So people or companies that impact cities, that's really what I love to do. And so from some of the projects I was lucky to work on, I really got to be a part of projects that were city festivals or uh, we did the mayor's conference a couple of years back. And that exposure of all these different cities was, was when I realized this is what I need to be doing. I, it's okay, like the the beauty salons or anything of the many other services we worked on are fun but city focused stuff was what I thought was this is exciting and so I wanted Darby James really to, to evoke that feeling when you first get off the plane or almost kind of like when you go to Vegas and you see kind of like that the sky or whatever like the the, the names of the performers exactly you just yep. starting in really or if you go to LA and you're like this just feels that so that's what I want it to be but Darby James actually is Darby was my favorite dog growing up Oh. And my dad's middle name is James. And they oh. both love cities. When I took Darby down to City Hall in Dallas, she would, and I would let her play. She'd go crazy. My dad loves to explore cities. He loves to travel. And so those two kind of people in my lives kind of evoke that feeling like when you explore mm. cities. And so that's kind of how I got Darby James. I love that. See, thanks, Joy. I'm so glad you put it out too. there. I know. I liked both of them. I told some people that, and they're just like, oh, they thought it was going to be like a Warby Parker. <laughs> Oh, no. They thought well, it was an English guy, I think, too. They thought it was an English person. So. Well, that works, too. That, use that if you need to. Yeah. But, but in Judaism, we also acknowledge um, when we name a new child, we name them after people who were important to us and have okay. values. So I think yeah. there's, I can appreciate it from that angle, too. Yes. So there's some, <laughs> a meaning behind the name of your Definitely, company, which is course. very cool. Yeah. So you started talking about some of the work that you're doing for yeah. cities. So and and trying to you're also a connector, right? So you bring people yeah. together and mm-hmm. um, bring them into these different events and and connect them with resources. And you're also doing a lot to promote diversity and inclusion in Dallas. So Definitely. I mean that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but I guess where would you um, what what most energizes you about some of that work? Yeah, you know that was the exciting thing too. One of the you know, being a business owner and entrepreneur is very, very hard. That's why mm-hmm. they always say it's just 1% of people that actually get on this crazy train. <laughs> but one of the most exciting things and the reason why you can't ever get off the train and why you do everything to stay on it is because you really, there's no limit. You can kind of design your future, which is exciting and stressful at the same time. Sure. But you also have the, the ability to stop. If you don't like you're doing something, you can stop. And so that was kind of the discussion I had with myself a year ago was that I don't like I, I, the things I'm doing. I don't feel fun anymore. And so one of the things when I was kind of um, in my little notepad I have was I wanted Darby James to kind of focus on three kind of main initiatives. And so diversity and inclusion was a big piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, creating content that reflected the truly reflected the city. And the city right now is Dallas, but the goal, of course, would be to expand that. But um, also to women, um, mm-hmm. that's something I'm passionate about from the volunteer work I've done and boards I've served on, is diversity inclusion. Of course, we think about race, but it's gender too, sexual orientation. So really kind of exploring these these topics when it comes to building online and offline strategies. Because for, for me, like marketing and branding are truly effective when you've got both. Sometimes people have amazing events, and then you go online and you're like, 
what happened? Or you go online, <laughs> you're connecting with them, you go to sure. events. It's kind of like if anyone's ever done online dating, when you're talking to someone and then you meet them in person, you're just like, what happened? <laughs> There's a disconnect. <laughs> so I really like to be that little conduit between what's going on offline and what's going on online. I think that's kind of what... Brandpoint did really, really well um, at a time where people were not really familiar with social, um, trying to kind of infuse that world and make it kind of whole. And so now I'm trying to just inject diversity and inclusion into that space. And you're doing some of that through, you mentioned publications a few minutes ago, so you're Mm -hmm. doing some of that through the City Influencer piece. And then you just hosted a really cool event at House of Blues, too. So tell me about those those works. Kind of looking at diversity and inclusion and using this online offline strategy city influencer is a daily news site the audience is primarily african-american but what's been interesting is we don't use the word african-american anywhere on the site um and that the reason why is because from my research and me just being a person of color in general i now no longer have to describe who i am is who you meet and so i think before you had to kind of put it out there because there was a discrepancy as far as having content that reflected Hispanic, African-American. So now I think the imagery, like I'm an African-American woman that lives downtown and owns my own business. That's just who I am. I don't really have to lead with it. You kind of know it when you go on my social, you know, when we meet. And so that's the philosophy we've done with City Influencer was to kind of create something that felt high-end, high-end from a brand aesthetic purpose, perspective, but also kind of delved in the culture different. And so our tagline is the Dallas culture community that you crave. And so I think that a lot of people crave culture. But what is culture, though? You know, there's a lot of people, their families are, are mixed now. And I could be someone who's from New York or Philly and I'm very exposed to African-American culture. And so I don't have to be African-American to really love African-American culture. And so I think that's right. why that's been really fascinating. Um, and through City Influencer, you know, telling these stories, one of the things we realized was that there, there's a lot of talented women musicians in Dallas. Yeah. And so we did a post and we interviewed a couple of them and it crashed the site. And that's when we realized there must be this need for stories. So we did another story. This was a year ago, actually. That was successful. And then we were approached by House of Blues to host a showcase there, which we did last November. Yeah. It was just a night of music for women. And so now we partner with them to do a monthly showcase now. Monthly? Yeah. Wow. I know. I wasn't planning for either, Joy. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Everything just gets bigger. I didn't put your hands on it. I know. I'm trying not to. Trust me, my mom is like, you're never going to get married at this rate. Oh, yeah. See, black moms and Jewish moms, (laughs) they never cut you a break, right? No, they don't. Yeah, but she comes to every show. She's in the front row every show. She's every time we do an event. So she's always there. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we love our moms. (laughs) So... Uh, so a lot of what we focus on in our podcast, Natalie and I love on interviewing entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and we love interviewing women. So we have quite a few women that I've interviewed and she's connected with on our show. So I guess I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know what what lesson or or piece of advice would you offer other women who are maybe afraid or have some reservations or hesitation about going off on their own? Um, I, I always tell. There's two things that I always say is that, um, one, to, to hold on to your paying job as long as possible. Sometimes when people leave, like for me, I was laid off, that's usually not the best time you want to start. You want to start when you have the you can breathe and you can eat. <laughs> and so a lot of times when I talk to women, they're like ready to leave their job, they have a horrible boss, and that's when they're ready to go. And that's the worst time because you're panicking, you're making an emotional decision. So the one thing I always say is, have a side hustle as I call them Mm. and work that until it now becomes impossible for you to do both but hold on to that there's nothing wrong with that like make it work for you but the the exciting thing too is if you have a job that you don't like 
that that's why coming home at night and working on something at yours is like the most brilliant thing too. But to hold on to that. And the second piece is if you start the business that that if you're not being paid, it's a hobby. And I always tell women this all the time because we give so folks freely. Yes. And I discounted myself so much in the beginning. And a lot of times people are like, do this for exposure or whatever experience. It's like experience won't keep the lights on. Experience won't, if you're hungry, your stomach's growling. Experience is okay. But you, you're a commodity and there's always something to negotiate. So even if it's not a dollar amount you're getting paid, they can do exposure for you. They can send your name out to the database. There's always some way. So to always be negotiating some sort of value for yourself. But to remember that if you're not being paid, it's a hobby. And a hobby is okay, but you want to be very clear about that because if it's a business, then you really kind of kind of put on a different gear, a different hat to think about it that way because it, it needs to actually make money and earn in order for it to truly be something that's a real business. Yeah, and although it, wise words before I move on, but it reminds me of what we were talking about earlier even with Jenny about the self-care piece and that you not only do you have to take care of yourself kind of mentally, emotionally, physically, but financially as well. And I think yeah. sometimes as women we have a tendency to just give things away because we're we're nice or considerate Definitely. or we'd want someone to do for them, you know, but we have to respect ourselves enough to know that what we have to value is worth someone paying for. And also to the last I should add this on that you're probably not gonna be liked all over time too, and that's okay. That is a wise third piece of advice. Okay. You have your core friends that know you and love you and understand you. That's okay because any woman in power, you're probably not going to be liked. Well, and if not, then you can recycle your friends and that's make right. new friends, yeah. right? Yeah, so we've, that's right. we've talked about that too. Yeah. And as we evolve to different places in our lives, it's important. Definitely. Good deal. Okay, lady. Well, I think we got to wrap this one up. So okay. I usually close with you know, some pieces of advice we'd offer, but we've covered that already, which is great. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just let Natalie offer a few more okay. pearls of wisdom in her clothes. But what I'd love for you to do is tell our listening audience where they can find you and learn more about your work. Yeah. So I am on every social channel. It's Jasmine, no E <laughs> brand. Think of Raisin Brand, B-R-A-N-D. Um, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Um, you can go to jasminebrand.com as well. And Instagram, I'm on Instagram all the time too. So tweet me. Follow me, yeah. whatever. And Darby James too, right? Yeah, thinkdarbyjames.com if you'd like to connect with the company. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thanks, this has been fun. I'm Thanks. excited about more collaboration and, of course, our event, the uh, My Forward Life Clarity event on May 19th and 20th. It's going to be so fun. Awesome. Thanks, Jasmine. Thanks. That's a wrap on Episode 15. If you're in the Dallas area, I hope you can attend the My Forward Life event the weekend of May 19th. And if not, I know there'll be more to come from Joy, Jasmine, and Jenny. As always, you can find me, Natalie Siston, at smalltownleadership.com, and you can find Joy at joyschwartz.com. Please take a moment and give us a rating on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. We'll see you back here for Episode 16. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out future podcasts of The Collective Voice on iTunes. This is Natalie Siston. And this is Joy Schwartz with The, the Collective, Collective Voice. Voice.